Welcome to Technology Tab. This is Professor J-Rod. On this episode, we have Mahi from My Aspirants here. She's going to talk about recruiting. She's going to talk about resume building. She's this fabulous uh, technical recruiter that agreed to do this interview. And you guys are going to love the question and answers on this episode. Let's get to it. On this episode, we talk about with uh, Mahi a little bit something that everybody has asked me, you know, to try to bring a recruiter, a technical recruiter on and find out about uh, entry level jobs for students. You know, what what do they need for experience? What do they talk about certifications? What your resume should look like? And I interviewed Mahi, who is an expert in technical and finance recruiting in the US and UK and Asia and we had a, we, you know we did a sit down and she was able to answer these questions and you're going to see how a lot of this if you students of mine how a lot of this have I have echoed if you're not a student of mine this will be a good learning experience for you young people out there here's the interview all right guys I want to introduce to Mahi Mahi, thank you for so much for coming on the show. And uh, let's start by telling us a little bit about yourself. Hey, everyone. Uh, and hey, John, this is really nice to be part of your podcast. Um, I am a tech and finance recruiter in the U.S. Um, I have uh, been in the recruitment industry for over nine plus years. And I have experience working on different regions, Asia, UK and U.S. Um, so currently I have my social media page, which goes by my aspirants on Twitter. I create content on Twitter and YouTube where I'm helping job seekers uh, by providing a lot of free resources, certifications notifications, job boards, interview tips, salary negotiations, and more. Um, Also, resume and LinkedIn optimizations, uh, free career counseling, and free career mentoring one-on-one. Anything and everything um, a job seeker can have in order to uh, pursue their dream job or get into their dream job, nothing should help. So this is not just restricted to few regions. I'm helping people, helping job seekers across the globe. So this is something I'm doing right now. Now, I have mentored over 100 plus job seekers since 2022, uh, and I'm proud of what I'm doing. And I look forward to keep doing this, the same great work at the same space uh, and helping, uh, looking forward to help the maximum job seekers and help them achieve their dream job. That's great. This is exactly what we need because I get a lot of questions to students about recruiters, about all that stuff. So let's get into it. What does an entry-level job tech need to do to get that job? 
Well, basically, tech is really very diverse, right? So a person really needs to understand what is their interest. And I've seen this a lot of times, especially with students who are currently studying. They have this tendency that, oh, we're being left out because everyone else is doing much more. You should. The first thing I would really advise someone is do not compare yourself with anyone. That's okay. There's always someone ahead of you. So the first thing you need to do is identify your niche because while you are studying, while you are in the college, that's the time for you to explore your niche, to find your interest. So to someone who is just getting started, I would suggest find out your niche, find your interest, explore various skills, connect with a lot of people, do a lot of network because network is your network. So I would suggest that this is the right time where you network with a lot of people, get in touch with a lot of people on LinkedIn, um, there are a lot of various websites for someone who's in the tech industry, like Discord, GitHub, Hashnode, open source, uh, where you can connect with a lot of industry experts, someone who's already working in this industry, do a lot of networking because this is your time. And why, by the time you complete your graduation, by the time you have your degree, you would have created a network of a lot of resources that's going to help you, mentor you to get, you know, uh, put your foot in the tech industry. So first thing is doing a lot of network. And second thing is finding your niche, finding a, finding what is your interest? What skill am I really interested in on which I want to go ahead and build my career, want to go ahead and explore opportunities. So this is the right time. So I would suggest for someone who's just getting started is network and find your niche. Once you find your niche, once you find out why I really want to do this uh, I really want to get into product management. I really wanted to be a Web3 developer. Once you find out why, I think finding out the resources, creating time for that, everything else just follows by. So you can just get started by networking and by finding out what is your interest. All right. Next question I have is what matters more, college or experience? Uh, for me, 100%. I would say it's actually 50-50 of both. But then if I'm giving an opportunity to go back to college, definitely I would go because college is not just teaching you um, or helping you gain a degree, attain a degree. It's teaching you a lot of interpersonal skills, communication skills, how to break that public speaking, anxiety, networking, because while you are in college, you have a lot of industry experts coming, giving you seminars, so you're networking with your alumni, your seniors, your professors. So you're not just building a network virtually, but then you're building a network like personal relationships that's going to help you go a long way. So college is... So this is actually a myth that college is, um, you know, college is not teaching you anything. You're just getting a degree. And yes, a lot of companies now do not have this opportunity of where you can apply for jobs, get into the tech industry, even without a degree. That's fine. But then if you're just going to college to attain a degree, I seriously feel you're missing out on a lot of things in life because you're not just missing out building personal relationships, but then you're missing out learning a lot of other skills which you might get not get a chance to learn once you are in the corporate world 
And now with in 2022, with the amount of competition we have that's going around, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of things. Now they just need people like, okay, you you know our skills. Okay, we're going to hire you. And then you're just going right in getting the job done, right? A lot of companies provide way, very minimal training only to the jobs perspective. So no one is going to teach you interpersonal skills. No one is going to teach you collaboration skills, leadership skills, communication how to overcome the fear of public speaking, how to overcome the fear. So if you are an introvert or if you are someone who has um, uh, who has a fear of talking in public, I think college is the right time for you to overcome these skill sets. So while you are in college, I highly suggest you work on these skill sets, improve your attitude. Um, you know, once you come to the corporate world, you should definitely be optimistic and positive. And college is the right way to learn all these skill sets um, to overcome or in case if you have any weaknesses and convert them into strength before you actually um, enter the corporate world. And in terms of experience, while you are in college, you are gaining a lot of experience, right? You get a chance to do internships. You get a chance to work on different projects. You get a chance to collaborate with other people, work on different skill sets, uh, meet a lot of industry experts. So you are gaining experience while you are learning. Now, it again depends what experience matters to each and every individual. For me, like if I am getting a chance to work on a new project, Project, if I am learning something, that's an experience for me. That's an experience that, okay, I got a chance to collaborate with a couple of different teams. I got a chance to learn a new skill. That's an experience for me. So I guess experience uh, is different for each individual. But then it's like I said, while you're in college, you can also gain a lot of experience through internships and boot camps and so. But then everything you learn while you're in college converts itself into an experience. And you might not find such experiences once you get into the corporate world, uh, once you are in the world of competition. But then, yeah, you need to just see anything and everything you do in college as an experience that's teaching you something that's helping you with something, right? So you might come across a bad experience, but that bad experience has definitely taught you something. So yeah, college and experiences both matter, but then I guess it again depends what um, college and experience really matter to an individual. I, I have two points on that. One, I mean, you're right. One, I had someone who once told me that, and this is somebody who, who is very big on, on uh, non-traditional roles of people getting jobs, not necessarily through college. But he said he'd rather hire a college student because he says a college student, at least he knows, knows how to read, knows how to write, knows how to communicate, you know, uh, could do a PowerPoint presentation, you know, could get up and explain things, you know, where somebody, if they have a certification, and we'll talk about certification in a minute, may not have that skill set if they never went to college. And I have a student, it's just exactly how you describe. Uh, I don't want to mention his name, but if you listen to it, he, he knows who he is because uh, me and him talked about it. Who, when I first met him, was very, very quiet. Didn't really want to talk to nobody. And now he's blossomed in in college and he's a leader and he's doing stuff and he's highly motivated and people are going to him for help, going for him for advice, you know, praising his leadership skills. 
And this is, I remember when I first met him, he was a quiet, very, very little bit of an introvert. Now he's, now he's put himself out there and he's going to, he's going to do great things. He's going to make a lot of money, this kid. All right. That's next amazing. Question. Yeah, that, that is amazing. Uh, and you're right. When you're in college, get involved because even, you know, like I put my students in groups and then I say, well, if you finish, help somebody in your group, right? They might, they might be having an issue. That's troubleshooting. That's, you know, customer service skills that you're working on, right? Those are things, you know, interpersonal skills. You're working on collaboration. You're working on, you know, cooperation, all in just being assigned to a group. You're working on those four or five skills that sometimes the student doesn't see that. They're like, oh, why do I have to help them? But yeah, because we're building you on these things. You know, when somebody has a problem, sometimes somebody will, will say, hey, professor, I want to talk to you. And they say, oh, I have a problem. I can't get this to work. And I tell them, but tell, let's tell the whole group because then everybody can help, right? Every, and, they, and we can practice our skills, right? Because that's what we're here for. We're here to practice and get better and learn from our mistakes, right? Maybe somebody made the same mistake that you did and doesn't want to say anything. So it's all this when you're in college, get involved, participate, don't be quiet. You know, even in the Zoom era, don't be there with the camera off and, and don't be the one that never says anything throughout the whole semester. Get involved. That's how, that's really how you're going to learn. 100% agreed. Yeah. All right. So what are your thoughts about certifications? Let's take a quick break. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. Certifications, I, 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 keep, I keep posting a lot of um, resources myself on free certifications and so. But then now uh, for someone who is a college student and say suppose that person is already pursuing a STEM degree, Adding a certification is just going to, uh, you know, make his skills a little more proficient, makes him uh, a little more credible when you add, you have something to add apart from your college degree. You can show that I've also done some credit accredited certifications uh, that's helping the hiring managers and recruiters know that, okay, you are really very serious because you've invested a lot of money in doing that certification. But then I would not say that everyone go, must go ahead and do a certification because uh, generally, if you see someone doing certifications, um, uh, I, I haven't seen a lot of college students doing a lot of certifications. It would either be like once they've attained some kind of experience in the corporate world for like two years or so, they do some kind of certifications in order to move up the ladder. But then if you are coming from a non-STEM degree um, and you want to pursue um, 
a career in designing or you want to pursue a career into analytics, then yes, some kind of certifications will help you understand the industry, would help you understand what's happening in that particular skill set. You will get a knowledge of the industry, the skill sets, how things work. Uh, so yes, certifications would help you that way. But then I always suggest that go first for the free certifications. There are a lot of free certifications available on Udemy, EDX, course Sarah, um, you can just Google, you know, free certifications for this kind of skill sets you are looking for. Do the free certifications to have an understanding of what's happening in that industry, what's happening in that skill set, how do things work. And if you really feel that is something which you are really interested in, you want to build your career in, that is something which you really want to go ahead and start working on. Then once you have the knowledge, go and do an accredited paid certification then you can invest a lot of money. So I wouldn't suggest anyone going and investing and putting a lot of money on certifications without having some industry and knowledge or background of what you really want to do. For that, you have a lot of free certifications. So explore free certifications. And once you're very serious that that is what you really want to do, then you can invest a lot of time, money, um, an effort in doing a paid certification with uh, it's not just certifications, but then your paid certification that helps you do or work on a project that will help you get a certification. So I would also suggest this. This is a simple tip. If you are doing paid certifications, look out for certifications that is not just, you know, you listen to all the videos, give a check mark, and then you, you can just download the certification when you are investing in paid certifications when you're putting because a lot of tech skills the certifications are not cheap they are costly so you uh, especially for someone who's a student it put it definitely takes in a lot of money to do a paid certification and if you feel that you know companies are looking out for paid certifications uh, my skill set needs someone with certifications do a lot of research first and when you are investing in paid certifications do certifications where you are asked to do a, do a project, submit a project in order to avail the certification. So that way you are serious about the certification and you are learning something out of it. So I see a lot of paid certifications where you know, you just have to go through the videos, give a green check mark to the number of videos, a 10 hour course video, and then you just get a certification at the end stating that, you know, you have completed, successfully completed the course. But then how much of value or how much did you actually learn out of it? is something you need to question yourself. But then if you are doing certifications where after watching all the videos, you need to submit an assignment, you need to submit a project for, for that's actually like testing you how much of knowledge have you gained out of that certification. And only after your project is successful or only after you have submitted the project and the instructor says, gives a green sign that yes, the project is worth, then you are going to get your certification. So those kind of certifications are something which pushes you, which helps you analyze that, yes, I have learned something out of the paid certification. So look out for certifications where you are asked to submit a project, where you are asked to work on something. So that way you are testing your skill sets on live. And you can also show that in your interviews that I'm not just done a certification for namesake, but I've done certifications where I have 
worked on these kind of projects and you can show those projects on your portfolio while you are interviewing. So you have something to show to the hiring managers as well. I agree. Uh, we, but one thing, we stress the students get a certification. But here's the twist. Uh, one of the schools that I work at, they actually pay for the certification. So, because it's, it's like you said, it's expensive and the school gets it like at a huge discount, like 80% off. So if we can get like a donor or someone that we partner with to pay for mm-hmm. the certifications, we, we, you know, we tell the students and then we hold like a boot camp in that whatever, you know, A plus or, or CompTIA network plus we'll hold a boot camp, and then whoever can pass the assessments gets a voucher. But we stress it, but we we only stress the ones that we can give the student a voucher for. Because like you said, they're very expensive. Some of these things cost $300. You know, the student doesn't have that, you know, $330. And if they fail, you know, they have to take it again. And some of them is like part one and part two. You know, that's it adds up. It adds up. So, it, it, you know, it's a lot of money. I would just say that if your colleges are sponsoring your certifications, use them wisely. Pick up certifications which are really worthy of the skill set you are you want to pursue your career in. So yeah, be very wise in choosing the certifications because your college is paying for it. <laughs> Don't yeah. just pick up certifications because you want to do it. Yeah. Well, we have ass- assessments. You know, if you can't if you can't pass, then we don't give you one. So, all right. Last question. How should a resume look like? This is really interesting because I have a video on this coming up on my YouTube channel, which is at my aspirants on how a resume must be for someone who is fresh out of the college. Um, A couple of things is, yes, you have an about where you write um, like I am Mahi and I am looking to work as a technical recruiter uh, because I love interacting with people and helping people in transitioning their careers. Um, So you need to write an about, which is not more than two two or three lines. We just say it states uh, what kind of jobs you are applying to and why you want to apply for those jobs. So you are giving the hiring managers and recruiters the why perspective as to why you are interested in a career in analytics or a career in designing. So you can just say that I've always loved design. I love the artistic um, you know, the artistic scenarios of coming up with something new, always explored and experimented with colors. So I want to pursue a, a career in designing. So, so you, for that, you, like I said, initially, you need to find your perspective of your why. So you can write that on and about. And before that, you need to have just one page resume. So your resume as a college grad must not be more than one page. It should just be one page because you do not have any experience. Um, So one page resume is the highlight, right? And you must have a portfolio, especially for someone who is in the tech industry, Portfolio is a must. Um, Have a portfolio which shows who you are, which gives them an understanding of who you are as a person um, and make sure that the portfolio is not very colorful, but then subtle gradient colors. And you can add any kind of projects you have done throughout your college work. Um, You can add your boot camps projects or your certification projects or any personal projects you have done. You can add those on your portfolio. You should have a LinkedIn uh, URL. 
LinkedIn must be optimized and LinkedIn is really, really important for anyone who's looking out for jobs. The first thing um, a recruiter sees if, is you have a LinkedIn. So your LinkedIn is like your second resume. Um, a lot of recruiters, hiring managers will reach out to you on LinkedIn. You can network with people on LinkedIn. So have a LinkedIn a URL, have your portfolio URL, have a valid telephone number, a contact number, have a valid email ID so people can reach you, uh, have an about page. Experience column comes first. So in case if you have any kind of experience you have done through your internships, through your boot camps, you can mention that. If you do not have any experience, um, you can just leave that. You do not have to mention any experience. You can you know, mention achievements. Achievements for students such as you've participated in any kind of hackathons. You've participated in boot camps where you worked on a project which is successful and you've got some kind of award for that. Um, and you can show achievements in case like you have been the class topper for your batch. Um, so mention achievements, again, which is relevant to skills. Do not mention that you might be a sports person and you've achieved a number of medals but then yes as much as that is an achievement it would be really good if you are getting into the sports field but then mention achievements which is relevant to the uh, to the tech industry like hackathons that's an achievement boot camps you've achieved something um if you were achieved uh, if you have achieved or awarded something for your projects while you were interning with your uh, with interning with companies you can mention that as well as in your achievements column so this is what basically the you know the uh, resume must consist and that's why i say it's a one page resume which must just have a small about section um, an experience, if you have any internship experiences, must have a LinkedIn and a portfolio URL. And you can mention technical skills. So this is, again, very important. So technical skills um, do not mention and, uh, you know, just junk or spam the entire resume with 100 skills you have. So if you are applying for a web developer, you can mention JavaScript. I'm uh, you have your technical skill sets of JavaScript, you have HTML, you have CSS, um, uh, you know, software development, lifecycle, and so. So just mention, um, you know, five to six technical skill sets, which is relevant to the job. And next comes interpersonal skills. Again, as an individual, you might have a lot of interpersonal skills, but again, you must mention interpersonal skills, which is relevant to the kind of job you are applying for. So if you're a designer, you can, you need to mention interpersonal skills that way, like someone who thinks strategically, someone who's very artistic, um, if you are applying for product manager or project manager kind of role, which involves you talking to a lot of stakeholders, you can mention great collaboration skills, great leadership skills, great communication skills as your interpersonal skills. Uh, you can mention these. So mention top five to six skills of, of yours. But in order to find out what are your skill sets, you need to do a lot of self-assessment. And another resume tip I want to give is, you need to tweak your resume or make changes on your resume against every job description you are applying to. Do not have one generic resume like I'm a student, my resume is the same, um, and do not have one generic resume applying. Then later you would just sit wondering why am I getting a lot of rejection emails? Why am I not getting callbacks from companies? So if you are applying for 15 to 20 jobs each day, you need to ensure that you are tweaking your resume 15 to 20 times as per the job uh, description. 
I know it can be overwhelming. I know it can be tiring, but then small efforts like these will definitely help you get the right job. I agree. I agree on, on, on all that. I have like 13, before I started teaching here, I have 13 different resumes. So yeah, I, you got to customize it for each job that you are going to apply for. Well, Mahi, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, where can we follow you? Where can the students learn more about my aspirants? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, you can send me a DM on Twitter. My DMs are pretty much open. But then when you are sending me a DM, please ensure the purpose of reaching me. Don't just send me a hi, hello, because I get a lot of DMs each day. So you can just say that, you know, I want help on career counseling. I want help in career transitioning to this skill. So be very specific so that your DM catches my attention and I respond back to you. Uh, don't send me a hi, hello, wait for me to reply and then take over the conversation. Uh, so yeah, Twitter is one of my public profile where people can reach out to me. I post a lot and a lot of resources, which is really helpful for anyone and everyone. Students, definitely, yes, check out my Twitter profile, which is at my aspirants. Um, and you can uh, also check my YouTube channel. The link is there on my Twitter profile bio, which is again, my aspirants. You can just search on YouTube at my aspirants, where I share a lot of videos related to tech and finance, um, interview tips. It's all small videos. Just uh, I, and I try to make videos which are under five minutes, which is really helpful. I touch base on a lot of uh, interview tips, salary negotiations, and different interview topics, uh, technical and finance topics that can help and uh, the job job seekers understand what's happening in the industry. So yeah, these are two modes where people can reach out to me and connect with me. All right. Thank you so much. And I'll put everything in the show notes so that you guys can see uh, and get in contact with her or watch her videos. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Joanne. It was great to be part of your podcast. And I hope this has really helped and uh, will really help a lot of them. All right. That's going to put it on a bow on today's show. Thank you for Mahi from My Experience for coming on the show. You can follow her. I'm going to put everything in the show notes on the bottom. If you look at it, it's going to be there. And please, please, please follow her. Check out her YouTube. Check out her Twitter. And become a fan of hers. I know I certainly will. All right. Until next time, guys. We'll see you in a week or two. Good night. This has been a production of Little Chacha Productions. Art by Sarah. Music by Joe Kim. If you want to reach me, you can email me at professorjrod at gmail.com. <laughs>